Welcome everybody to another episode of Knit a Spell. We have a guest, Katie. We sure do. Raven Digitalis is the author of The Empaths Oracle, The Everyday Empath, Esoteric Empathy, Shadow Magic Compendium, Planetary Spells and Rituals, and Gothcraft, all from Llewellyn Worldwide. Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Raven has been a witch since 1999, a priest since 2003, a Freemason since 2012, and an empath since the day he was born, today we are specifically focusing on your newest project, the Empaths Oracle, along with artist Constantine Bax. That's, That's right. That's right. Welcome to Nidispel Raven Digitalis. Hello. So Yay. nice to be here, you guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm so glad you're here. And I love you guys' energy and especially you know being in seattle i know that a lot of people just are down in the dumps most of the time so it's really nice to see vibrant seattle folk <laughs> you're catching us at the right time of year i have been so excited because <laughs> i have had this copy of the deck for a couple of weeks few weeks at this point and one in particular keeps popping out at me every time i open it uh, so we'll well i mean curious. If we want to just pop right into it we might as well just it's up to you you're the host there you go. Of course, the final one in the deck, right? Bonding with the rhythm of life. Bonding with the rhythm of life. You know, that was the first card that I pulled also after a thorough shuffle. There you go. Yep. That's so funny. It, it seems like any time, even if I'm just like shuffle and then I kind of walk away and do whatever, I'm like, oh, I wonder what's on the top. Mm -hmm. It's always this one. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope that card is teaching you well. And uh, <clears throat> it actually, you are saying that reminds me that I uh, crafted the deck in such a way so that <clears throat> when people open the box, the first card they see is called establishing emotional boundaries. And I think that's the most important mm -hmm. lesson for an empath. It's like that's where it all starts. And <clears throat> then the last one, bonding with the rhythm of life. It's felt like a good sandwich. <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree. Yes. So Raven, your last three, you know, works that were published with the well and all center around empathy in some way, including your most recent. So, and I see that, you know, I see Georgian witchcraft, which I think is like a more traditional, you know, British traditional witch, witch Wicca. Yeah, that's correct. Pretty, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. And I see Freemasonry, I see some very sort of formalized, you know, structured, ritualized type of practices. And then I see, you know, empathy, empath. I see that and I read that as very like the opposite of very structured witchcraft. And, I'm, and it seems to be very much, um, you know, white pillar, black pillar <laughs> type of mm -hmm. feeling to me. Um, if you will, that's maybe an inside thing to many of our listeners. But I guess I want to start with how did your journey into magic and the esoteric start? Well, born and raised in Missoula, Montana, 
lovely place. And Montucky, some of my friends Montucky, call Montucky, I know. <laughs> yeah, Montucky. Uh, luckily, Missoula was always the uh, liberal haven of the state, so much more like the Pacific Northwest in, in vibration. Um, but weather-wise, uh, yeah, <clears throat> pretty harsh. I moved out here to uh, Kauai, Hawaii, uh, two and a half years ago, right before the pandemic lockdown began. Everything synchronized to get me over here, so I just had to follow that. Very, very difficult, challenging move in the sense of life lessons, emotionally challenging, because I had faced so much burnout in Missoula with uh, my healthcare job there, and then also with uh, the nonprofit multicultural temple that I was cooperating there. And just really, the uh, universe said, it's time for a change right now. And I had to listen, and everything synchronized and made it happen. So basically my introduction into the craft was as a teenager around 16 when a schoolmate introduced me to just uh, generally eclectic wicca and then of course all the films that we all love practical magic and the craft and charmed and just you know journeyed from there to group work solitary work lots of studies and eventually a mushroom journey told me to become an author uh, about 22 years old well that is interesting so then when did empathy come in like when did you learn the term to put into what you were likely feeling this whole time <clears throat> yeah it's interesting i uh was first introduced to the esoteric in uh the form of witchcraft and wicca and at that time, I didn't know what an empath was or what that meant. I just knew what a psychic was or a medium. I remember very clearly one day in high school. And, you know, I talk about it in my esoteric empathy book, which was my first one. And my, it's my baby. It's my best book. And that one's designed for witches and pagans and occultists. And mm. People like us are people. Um, because I have an empathic anecdote at the beginning of each chapter in there. And I believe the first chapter opens with what I'm about to say, which is there was just one day in high school where I just couldn't take it. Like there was so much, I was overwhelmed with energy, absorbing the emotions from all these different people. And I didn't realize that that was happening. I thought I was going crazy or I had been drugged or something, not in a good way. And so I just, cut class and thankfully a spiritual elder lived blocks away and so I walked to her house and she was there and she's like oh honey you're an empath and I said what the heck is that <laughs> so uh, she told me and it made total sense we did a cleansing and then you know just began to learn how to work with that skill gift not a curse even though it feels that way sometimes. And, you know, everybody is empathic in different degrees, two different degrees. And same with being psychic or medium, all these, all these things, clairvoyant. We're, we're all everything. We just have different degrees and levels of power. It's, we call them powers to sound special. <laughs> and so then how did the creation of that come into a deck specifically this oracle deck is so stunning and with the artists and everything it's 
it's really just a playground for the mind in every card. I've really enjoyed just gazing into each one. I'm just honored by this deck. <clears throat> so the Empath's Oracle is, like Jim mentioned, the third in the trilogy of my empathy projects with Llewellyn. And like he said, I began with writing about darker subjects, you know, Gothcraft and Shadow Magic. And my Shadow Magic book is going to be re-released, revised, expanded very soon. I'll talk about that later. But Ooh. yeah, like I said, it began with Esoteric Empathy. And that took six years to write and get just right. Super perfectionist with that. And it is more than I could have ever hoped. And then the next book was The Everyday Empath, which is written for everybody from any background. It's a smaller one, and it's very accessible, not just for witches and pagans and things like that. It's for everyone. And then that got translated into Spanish, an audiobook. It was really neat. And <clears throat> then finally, it has concluded now with The Empath's Oracle deck. When I first started writing Esoteric Empathy, Midway through, I was at a psychic fair where I was a reader because I used to do that in Montana for, at a metaphysical shop. And I traded a reading with a uh, no-tools psychic there. And I said, so how is this esoteric empathy book going to be received? How's this going to go? Am I doing it right? She's like, oh, honey, it's going to be a trilogy. And I said, oh, honey, no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. That's like a guarantee. <laughs> you know, and then it was, and now it is. So, but, I, but it's great. Hmm. It's an honor. And I am just so honored to work with Constantine Bax with this deck. And my first, it's my first ever deck. And everybody wants my deck. And it's just <laughs> such an honor. Beautiful deck. So the, speaking of the artist, so the, the artwork is so, speaking of a mushroom journey, mm. the artwork is a trip. It is each card... I mean, every I'm looking at the images, and even on the even on the cover, like the box, you know, I think that's what's so cool is you can just look at the image on the cover of the box. I think it's that image actually, or one of them. I mean, the the mm -hmm. image of the face, and just you can dive in, and there's like images within images, and I see like ocean waves or corals or moons, they almost have, you would imagine like a lumen, like there's a luminous quality to them there. It's absolutely stunning, stunning mm. art. They really Did, move. Uh, it's shockingly cool. What was it like working with the artist? Did you have a lot of direction on them or did the artist really take off and just do their own thing? It was great. I, it was you know how things synchronize when they're meant to be even for occulty people like us we're still shocked when think how well things can synchronize and uh this is the same thing so basically all of the card titles came to me all 40 card titles and i knew it's it's like what i always reference tori amos my number one artist of all time she's the muse of my life so you know just like she explains and like many artists explain there's this force and it's etheric force and it wants to come down, it taps you on the shoulder and then it wants to be expressed in the physical form in some way. And so this is how the cards came to me and I could see in my mind's eye, you know, relatively how they would look. And so I, all I did was look up 
uh, modern abstract psychedelic artists and Constantine's work just stood out and I immediately contacted him and, and he responded with a yes I've always wanted to do a deck and make some cards and have my work in that way and it was just incredible and his work is yeah like it's all acrylic nothing in these cards are digitally altered it's all acrylic and what? I don't yeah. know. I thought for sure it was computer. I thought for sure it was digital. Oh my mm -hmm. god! Yeah, I know it's like so a it's, wild mind trip. You're telling me that there are originals of these pieces in acrylic uh -huh. that exist somewhere. Big ones, oh, right? Shut up! It's incredible. Yeah. Oh. And this is and these cards are the tip of the iceberg of his work. So, for listeners and viewers, if you look up Constantine Bax with a K. Or you can look up Empath's Oracle, then you can see his name, and then you can look up his uh, Instagram and, and his uh, formal website and just see the scope of his work. Uh, because with this deck, these are specifically faces and silhouettes, and they're very diverse. And the reason that we crafted it this way is so that people who are utilizing the deck can step into them and see themselves in the cards, no matter who they are. Sure enough, like when I gave him the card titles, he had images that just seamlessly matched with the theme. I think he only did three or four originals for the deck and the rest were already pre-created that he's done over time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, amazing. When it's meant to be, it's meant to be, huh? Yeah. Oh, you mean this one that you were picturing in your head that's already done? Yeah. Right. I was really moved by realizing empathy as parentheses are evolution and this yes. idea of empathy as evolution empathy as revolution and i thought that was a really interesting idea that empathy as evolution empathy as revolution that really had me spinning and mm -hmm. it, the, the card itself kind of has a swirl with a bird in the center the person seems to be in meditation. It's got like maybe a very abstract fish, but definitely sort of a hummingbird in the center. Maybe one of those spiral sh uh, shells, I forget what they're called, sort of image on it. I don't know why that hits me or that sticks with me, but is there a reflection on picking out a card? Everybody vibrates with uh, different cards at different times, I think. And that even, you know, stands true with tarot, traditional tarot. And <clears throat> with with this pack of cards, I also do have this the same thing. So something will because it's it, this isn't like I, I'm I'm only partial credit. I give myself only partial credit to the Empaths Oracle, be, not only because of Constantine's work, but because of the uh, work with you know editors, publicists, and uh, designers and uh, factory workers. All these things um printers and so it so it's like a lot like uh the lover's card in the top for talks tarot uh it's like creating a third creating a baby my baby yes and so <clears throat> now it's birth to the world and i definitely had a bit of a what do they call it post uh mm. <laughs> oh that's a thing yes yeah. when you finish your project and you're de like depressed yeah. Mm, I used to and, get that when I would be finished books all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. But that card, yeah. I really like that card too. 
not just for the imagery, but <clears throat> like you said, empathy is evolution and revolution simultaneously. Well, it's empathy is revolutionary in the fact that, well, by the way, I think that Wicca and witchcraft traditions need to emphasize empathy more than they do. But anyway, that's the Hindu and Buddhist in me speaking. But uh, yeah, it's uh, empathy is revolutionary because that changes the world. It brings us all together. It's, uh, it's the true oneness. We are all connected, interconnected. And if we can separate this idea of I am totally separate from everything else, which is illusion, that's Maya, that's, that's false. And, and step into the reality of empathy, which is that we are everything and deeply interconnected. And that's reality. Like that's physics. It's it's actual reality, like and metaphysics. So it's very revolutionary that way. And then when it comes to evolution, in my studies of empathy, it was really neat to see modern scientific studies about empathy affirming it as an evolutionary force just as important as uh, biological evolution because how else will a species survive and thrive if they don't have empathy and, and compassion among one another it, it was again literally reality scientific evolution evolutionary theory that <clears throat> empathy is that binding force that mm -hmm. propels species and there it is and yeah that helped create that card and i go into it more in the uh, accompanying mini book that comes with it and do you say the mini book <laughs> the mini the mini book yes well to you i suppose it's a mini book to us it's yeah. it's fairly a large book that would come right. it's beautiful yeah well much like you say in that last card you know we've kind of divorced ourselves from nature and that has had its effect noticeably well, wonderful. Uh, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll dive into the quote, little book and all of its wonderful. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll be right back. Exciting news, listeners. Knit a Spell is coming to Patreon this summer. Our fan club will help you gain access to advance notice to our monthly topics and guests. Episode outtakes voter power for future guests and episode topics private community to connect with other fans that's my favorite exclusive giveaways and promotions and coming soon we will be adding a special segment to knit a spell which will be a q and a segment with your questions patreon members will be exclusively answered for their questions so we hope you'll join us join us and you'll be doing this all while supporting one of your favorite podcasts wrapped up in our gratitude to learn more sign up for our newsletter at knitaspell.com have you ever wanted to be a professional palm reader or add palm reading to your existing practice coming this summer i will be taking applications for my six-month online group apprenticeship program the divine hand mastership program I will have a limited number of individuals that will have the opportunity to study the divine hand method of palmistry with me. You can sign up to learn more about this exclusive opportunity at thedivinehand.com forward slash mastership. And we're back. Let's now dive into the details of your quote, little book that comes with the Oracle cards. Uh, it is a 
wealth of information um, that I personally really enjoyed reflecting on because there's many aspects of how you can sort of interpret the card. Um, and then you have yours that are also very helpful to fill in the gaps for people. So I'm curious after you've written so many like big books, you know, uh, <laughs> what was uh, different about writing this kind of a guide instead? It's almost like an alchemical process where of, re of refining where Okay, esoteric empathy, uh, 100,000 words. And then next was 50,000 word everyday empath. And now 20,000 word exploring the empath's oracle. Oh. So like, it's like an alchemical process to start with the big, deep stuff, refine it down, more digestible format. And then third process, now it's... Um, that information is compact, not only into cards, but into just the little um, book. I call it the little book, the mini book, because to me, that was a mini book. Um, really uh, interesting that basically with each card description, I it, uh, each card description was like a big block of information. It was just too much. And, the, and then the editor said, OK, you'll need to break it down so each card has uh, its parts, so even even smaller components. So that was a bit challenging, but it was definitely worth it. So now when you pull a card, you can look at all these different categories within the book. So for this one, what I turned to a releasing emotional weight. So it begins with, like they all do, essential themes. And Barbara, my acquisitions editor, suggested this format. And uh, yeah, it really worked. So essential themes, a few bullet points. And then after that, imagery, like imagery of the cards. And uh, Constantine mostly wrote those. And I just edited those. And then it goes into deeper meanings <clears throat> and then suggestions for action. So people really like this format. And it really, I'm really happy with it. Yes, it makes it very digestible. And like you said, kind of action oriented, which as an empath is not always easy to do. But what about sitting and dwelling, though? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and it's funny you said that because uh, each, I purposefully made sure that each card, or I was spiritually told or what, whatnot, that each card would begin with something active, an active title, uh, you know, releasing, creating mentalizing welcoming mm -hmm. offering creating healing utilizing Sorry. you know crafting, mm. obviously great All, lover yeah so it yeah. Really came together like that and i'm very happy with it and which section became your favorite out of all of those in the end <laughs> I mean, not like what the card per se, but like, like where you're like, oh, your like the this part. I really enjoyed that. There's an action taking part for people, or that you know there's you know this um, sort of part that reoccurs through it. Yeah, I think the action part, like you said, is uh, a great focus. Is one of my favorites because then it kind of goes a little deeper. Then it's not like this means this. Then it's like, okay, you can try this. And like, you can try fasting from technology. You can try fasting from food in this way. You can try fasting from speaking. Um, or, you know, that's just one example of a card. Uh, taking a vow is where th those action steps come in. But yeah, I think that is a, like you uh, intuited, is one of my favorite aspects 
because then it's just, it's like, yeah, here's the information and now activate it. Do it, do it, do it, you guys. Listen yes, to the cards. Come it's the and, meat. And come up with your own interpretations and make it real. How do you, as the creator of the deck, utilize the cards? Like, do you give readings to people? Do you, do you use it for yourself? It's what, July 13th? And uh, so far, I've only uh, pulled three cards for myself. That's it. Oh, interesting. Because right. I, the way that it works, I didn't know how it, how I would work with the deck myself, even as a co-creator. It just turned out that I need to. It's it. It just tells me like I need, I'll draw. I'll I'll know when I need to draw a card, and then I'll really have to think about it, get into it, actualize it, and once I've learned from that, then I can move on. And then for other people, <clears throat> like because I've been reading tarot professionally for fifteen or sixteen years, and I do readings regularly every week. Uh, so if anybody listening or watching would like a reading, you're welcome to contact me. Just go ravendigitalis.com or I'm on social media stuff. And we can set up a reading, an official one that lasts about an hour. And I use the Toth deck, the coach deck. And then what I do now that the Empaths Oracle has come out, I conclude each reading with a single card draw, like as a wrap up for each client, which is really fun. And I, I shuffle it and I say, okay, give me a number between one and 40. Boom, 16. Okay, it's so number 16. Boom, 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 16. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's fun. What's your shuffle style? I will show you. Ooh. So I have big old hands. So I take that's them. Handy. I take them. Yeah. Handy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> so because I have big hands, I take them the long way and then just, you know. Yes. Riffle. Mm -hmm. And then I'll always do the bridge and then cut a few times and focus and see what comes. Let's pull a card for everybody Let's for the do. week. And okay. so this is for everyone listening. What do you need to know about accessing your own empath nature this week? We have got celebrating the world's diversity. <laughs> the timing. Celebrating yes. the world's diversity. Let's look at that image real close for a minute. Just stare into that image. What do we have there, Raven? You can look uh, well, at it yourself and describe it a little yeah. bit. Describe well, it for people uh, who are listening. Well, you know, I think uh, the best way to describe it would be to read uh, from the mini book. Great. Uh, because Constantine, the artist, uh, mostly contributed to that section of each mm. card. Yeah, you know, you can see what it's like an etheric bird and the face of a person, man, woman, non-binary, who knows, human, maybe. So imagery, the explosion of color in this image illustrates the diversity and joy of life. As a symbol of personal freedom, the bird, it is a bird, depicted in this card's art is especially prominent. Empaths from all walks of life desire for every living being to be free from suffering. We must start with ourselves while we examine our own contributions to freedom or suffering for other beings throughout our daily choices. Love mm. it. How topical. Very yeah. cool. 
Yeah, and the essential themes are looking outside ourselves. Oh, and these are all active words also. Looking, studying, celebrating, you know, made that very consistent. So looking outside of ourselves in order to avoid emotional overload. Studying different cultures, identities, religions, and ways of life. And celebrating our own unique contributions to the world's diversity. So yeah, that's a great line. I love that card. And well, I love all the cards. But yeah, then, too, and, sure. and then of course in the book it goes into deeper meanings for that mm-hmm. and suggestions for action. So yeah, what's what's an action? Let's give us if you skim through that, what is one yeah, action that you'd suggest? Sure, let's jump to the action. Just an part excerpt. <laughs> yeah, and again the card is celebrating the world's diversity. <clears throat> so uh, it's pretty short, actually. This card encourages you to explore the world beyond yourself. At this time in human history, it has never been easier. Documentary films are an excellent place to explore the world. As are numerous books, articles, and personal experiences gained by traveling the globe. Empaths have an innate ability to approach other types of people and cultures because we tend to see similarities before we see differences. We are all the same in essence. The culture and experiences in which we were born naturally aid in forming our identities and egos. By branching outside of ourselves, we can see how others live, think, operate, and celebrate. Empaths are quick to break barriers of division because our focus is on similarities rather than differences. What a great blessing. So cool. Focusing on similarities other than differences. Yes, it's all just a mind reset. So Raven, when you're not writing books or co-creating decks or, you know, being an amazing empath, what do you do to be creative as an outlet? Yeah, I mean, writing is really my creative outlet. And then I, I get so much joy from reading cards for people because, you know, and doing and Reiki energy work, things like that, which is very easy to do here in Hawaii because like in person, if I do in-person ones, because just the the prana, the mana here is just, the shakti is just incredible, mm. but it's easy to tap into. But um, I, I think writing is really, really my thing. And I guess fashion and makeup kind of used to be more of my thing, but still mm-hmm. can be fun now and then. So what about writing specifically do you really calls to you? Again, it's about helping people mm-hmm. and to the best of my ability and with every project it's also a learning experience for myself it's very it's very mutual i can write and research something and create something and learn learn all these new things and then transmit that so i'm teaching myself at the same time as teaching other people and that's really mm-hmm. fun i just love that you know empathically that reciprocity and and i still also work in healthcare. i do one-on-one healthcare work and again, helping others in their lives, trying not to get burnt out in the process. And and actually here in Hawaii, I'm doing one-on-one work with folks rather than a group home with a bunch of individuals, which is less pressure and allows for more personal freedom and communication and assisting others with goals and things like that. Okay, Raven, where can everybody find you? What's... I'll tell you. Oh, I know whoa. where people can go. Yes, people All right. can go to ravendigitalis.com. And you know why you want to go there? Because it's a list, a beautiful, gothy website mm. with all of your books and links to 
the services you provide, Reiki services, reading, spiritual counseling, everything that you want from Raven, you can get at ravendigitalis.com. How do you spell Raven Digitalis? You don't have to worry about it because you can go to our show notes. We are going to link to Raven and all of Raven's stuff like crazy. And I can't wait to visit the Pacific Northwest. Because yes. So Raven Digitalis will be in, the, in Seattle live doing a book signing at the beginning of September at Edge of the Circle Books. So keep your September eye out 10. if you're... Yeah. Yeah. If you're proximal to Seattle, you will want to be there and meet Raven and get your book signed or your Oracle deck signed or just be touched by this amazing human. Oh, if, thank you. if he'll touch you. Or hug. If you're I, lucky. Hug. I, uh, I am a huge fan of hugs. So if anybody wants hugs and hugs and more hugs. I, he did say he was a Leo. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone hugs for you. Hug for you. Hug for everybody. Do you have uh, Instagram and Facebook? Yep, I've got facebook.com slash ravendigitalis, instagram.com slash ravendigitalis, lowercase one word. <laughs> well, we'll make sure to put it all in our notes so that it's easy for everyone to pop over. Put all the kind into kind. Yes, exactly. Ah, well, thank you so much for coming on our show. Oh, really great. appreciate yeah. it. I we could just dive so in forever. I know. I'm so happy to be here. And I'd love to come back at some point and... You know, <clears throat> I promise I'd mention my next yes, forthcoming yes, book. So maybe wait, what secret? Dun, 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 dun. Only I know only here. it's not. Yep, yep, only here. Uh, no, not only here, but so I'll spill it. I was approached by Frost Crow Press, like Crossroads and and Crow, uh, New Press in Chicago, run by the lovely Malloway Brothers, and that's also the name of their occult shop. Oh, that occult shop in Chicago is amazing. Mm. I love that occult shop. Okay, Great. Yes. Everyone yeah, should go there. Yeah, and in September, I'll be at Chicagoland Pagan Pride also, and at Malway Brothers, and in Minneapolis, and in Montana, as well as Seattle and Tacoma. If you all live around there, um, I'll be posting my tour schedule sometime soon. So the rights reverted to me from Llewellyn for Shadow Magic Compendium, which was my second book. Ooh. And they, I said, I, did a, I knitted a spell and I said to the universe, I don't want this to gather virtual dust. I actually like this book, but I'm not going to reprint Gothcraft because that's like, a, that's like a time capsule. I'll never reprint that. But I said, you know, I like Shadow Magic Compendium. I don't want it to gather virtual dust. So it showed me a way if it's meant to be. Okay, thanks, bye. And, and then and then a month later, these guys are like, can we reprint Shadow Magic Companion? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's revised, expanded, three times better than the original version of Shadow Magic Compendium, except now it's called a Witch's Shadow Magic Compendium. And there's going to be a limited edition hardcover run, which I've never had. So Ooh. cool. And then the regular print version, which has gorgeous art done by Wick Malloway on the cover it's lady luna it's a very lunar yesodic book so it's gonna just be beautiful and I, I had a very harsh but genius editor for the book mm. so that was challenging they're the best yeah <laughs> deep breaths <laughs> low ptsd but it's fine no <laughs> it, it, it turned it, it turned out really well 
and I'm so excited about it. And so that, that'll be out in August. And so my September book tour will be promoting that and the Empaths Oracle and my other two empathy books. Oh, yeah. wow. So exciting. How exciting. Yeah. Well, those kind of editors, it's like editor CrossFit. You know, it's good CrossFit. for you, but you hate oh. it. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, that exercise thing sounds like awful editor hatchet yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> um, no 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 wow amazing no, they, they are, amazing well i can't wait to see you in september yes yeah yeah we'll uh we'll share more if we end up doing like a, a thing local yeah. to there or something we'll we'll make yeah. sure everyone's informed so yay please do thanks so much for having me on it's just a pleasure you're both you're both just radiant and wonderful and witchy and super special and i'm so happy that you're doing what you're doing oh you know you oh we well, really so appreciate you coming you on, on. Yeah. yeah great all right well we will look forward to having you on again thank you for joining us and knit a spell and thank you everyone listening for tuning in until next week yes. farewell everybody and we'll see you next time see you then namaste blessed be Thanks, for, Thanks listening. for listening. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend, leaving a review on iTunes and Spotify, or following Knit a Spell on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the Light from Lantern YouTube channel to enjoy full episodes of Knit a Spell and see our happy faces. You can also learn more about readings, classes, and events going on with your favorite maker of magic, James Devine, by visiting thedivinehand.com and subscribing to his newsletter. Then follow Jim's fun and interactive Instagram account at divinehandjim. Keep up with Katie, the magical maker, by subscribing to her newsletter at lightfromlantern.com. You'll even receive a free knitting pattern as a thank you gift. Then follow Katie on Instagram at lightfromlantern for even more magical making tips. See you See next, next week. week.